Hello and welcome to The Coaching Corner, a podcast by RefCoach. We are Jack and Ale, and on this podcast, we provide short, educational conversations about refereeing to help officials improve and enjoy the game they love. Today's topic is mass confrontations. We all see mass confrontations or melees, there's a few different names for it, but we all see it in games, we see it in games that we're watching on TV, and as much as the crowd love it, people get up and about, there's a bit of anger, aggression, a lot of passion, they're not really what we want to see in the game as referees. So it's really important to think about how can we prevent them, how can we deal with them, what signs can we see in the game that something might be building up and all it needs is a little... You know, a little match, and all of a sudden you've got an explosion which becomes a mass confrontation. So we're going to go through today all about those, hopefully give you some strategies to help you deal with them, and talk about the topic more broadly. So Ali, I think a good place to start is, how can they occur? Because this is a bit of a how long is a piece of string question, but we'll try and go through some, some basics. Yeah, I think this goes back to what we talk quite often in this podcast which is understanding the game tempo, the game temperature. Uh, mass confrontations are way more likely to happen in, in a match that has more feeling to it. Yeah. The big the big derbies, the big, you know, Manchester City versus United, Inter versus AC, um, the Barcelona, Real Madrid. Yeah. Those ones are the games that are already high risk before you even enter into the stadium. Mm. And you know that. And they happens at they happen at all different levels of football. They happen at junior level. They happen at mm. um, local, regional, everywhere. And then there's obviously those games where there's two teams that are just very fiery and they are giving it to each other. And there's a lot of fouls. There's a lot of bad fouls. There's a lot of cards. There's a lot of very fiery spirits, emotion, and anger, a lot of emotions, aggression. And, yeah, and sometimes, sometimes you know. You get that also from the spectators. Mm. In junior football especially, mm. they mass confrontations are way more likely to be caused by parents watching the game and inciting violence yeah. on the pitch Seriously. than kids actually getting angry. So this, again, goes back to a referee having a feel for the game, understanding these situations, reading them, and knowing when to act upon them. So... You know, we talk, I mentioned a couple of those factors, which is you can see players going in with very hard tackles, uh, lots of cards flying in. You're also feeling maybe that you're a bit out of control. If you mm-hmm. feel that players are not listening to you, they're not responsive to your style of refereeing, that usually is a red flag to something maybe happening soon. Mm. So there are all these things that may be a, a red flag, a signal of a potential conf- confrontation happening. Sometimes a normal foul with a couple of players going head to head, that could be the spark that ignites the whole game. And sometimes it can really come from nowhere. Like yeah. I think we've all had games where you think, you know, 60th minute, oh, this is okay, I'm in control, and it comes back to your favourite line, Ali, expect the unexpected, because yeah. all it can take is one tackle, one bad tackle, which comes from nowhere, and all of a sudden you've got, you know, 20 people in a, in a melee, in a mass confrontation that you have to deal with. So I think... The answer is how can they occur as well? There is no answer because they can occur from literally anything. Yeah. Uh, you think of the silliest things. It can be a, a player getting in an argument with a spectator, which then raises the temperature of the oh, game, yeah. which then leads to something like this. It's a really 
broad range of, of causes. So, oh, you think about it. You remember the Gattuso versus the, the Scottish Joe, Joe Jordan, the yeah. Harry Redknapp's assistant. Yeah, uh, yeah they went head-to-head and all of a sudden it's an all-in. Mm. Two years ago in the Europa League final that unfortunately Inter lost, um, who was it? It was um, um, one of the... One of the um, Sevilla players told Conte he had fake hair and he told him, you, you, you got it to pay, you got it to pay. And all of a sudden, all players were in because these two were... So the silliest things can really lead to, to confrontations. And, you know, it all depends on, the, you know, all, all those other factors help, help or well, don't help. Uh, think of the Contribute. score. Yeah, think about it. a team losing and suddenly maybe an ex-player saying something or anything a, a wrong word or even even just a silly laugh mm. so now we've chatted about how mass confrontations can occur which is a broad range i think the next thing to talk about ali is well how do we start how to deal with them yeah. as referees so when should we get involved when should we stay out the way uh, and as with a lot of the topics we talk about on the coaching corner it's Everything is very situation dependent uh, and, and very different depending on the referee. Like we've said before, I would react to something differently to how you would react. So the way I deal with things, you know, mass confrontations on the pitch is you, I always try and get in there quickly if I can see something happening. And then my first, I guess, port of call is try and diffuse the situation as quickly as possible. And now this doesn't always work. It's not always possible. But if you can get in there quickly when it's maybe one, two, three players, you have a much better chance of diffusing it um, than when there's seven or eight. If it gets to that point where there's seven or eight, there's really, it's out of your control um, and, and you just have to sort of deal with what happens and sanction accordingly because ultimately the players are responsible for their behaviour. If they want to do something that's really silly in a melee, well, unfortunately, we just administer the, yeah. the sanction. We don't say, oh, you didn't mean to do that or oh, he deserved it or anything like yeah. that. So for me... When it's well, you can see it starting, get in there super quick if you can deal with it and if it's a low number of players, try and defuse it. But if it gets to more than a couple of players, I always back out and just try and get in the best position to deal with what's happening, see things, and then, and then sanction accordingly afterwards. Yeah, if you get to an all-in, there's really not much you can yeah. do. I mean, there's four of you guys on the pitch. If you're lucky. If you're lucky, unless it's if you could be on your own. Yeah. And there's not much you can do against 22 players that want no. to have a punch on. It gets risky. To oh, it's, safe, it's safety. It, so, as I totally agree with you, Jack. If you can get in early when there's 1v1 and you can separate those players and that helps. Problem is that if you can, ever look around. How many players are running in? Yeah. If you see lots of players coming in, you may be better off trying to leave this to, to their fight and try and keep the others away. And sometimes it works. If you mm. see everyone running in, you can just get on your whistle mm. and just quick, quickly try and tell everyone, don't get involved or yeah, you're yeah. going to get a card. And try body, to keep them away. Body language. What you guys can't see as we're talking about this is Ale is yeah. making some strong body language, but it makes a really good point that body language is really important in this. Think about almost making a barrier between yeah. yourself and the player, not to physically stop them, but human nature is if you see someone really spread out, stopping, you know, big body language, you will slow down. It's it's just human instinct. Yeah. And you can also use players you have a relationship with. Yeah. If there's a player that is very influential and it's running into the, into the mess, you can target them first and just go quickly and stop them and say, hey, stop them now. Yeah. We 
do anything you can because there's gonna be cards and you don't want them to be read. Yeah. Get them on your side, get them to help you because they're gonna be more effective than you. Because mm. that's nine times out of ten in Malays, in mass confrontations, you will see teammates trying to pull their teammates away. Yeah, yeah, not everyone is uh, trying a, to, an yeah. aggressor. Yeah, not everyone is an aggressor, exactly. So you can try and use that and if you don't get in early, if there's two, three players, and you gotta be confident as well. If you're a small person, you may not be one. You may not be able to just stick around there, and you may not feel comfortable or safe. I know I used to be a crazy Italian referee here in Australia, and I would jump in and like four or five people. I tried to pull them apart, push them away. But I know that I had the ability to do that because I was a bit bigger. You know, I've never been slim, but at the same time, I knew players and I had known players for a long time. So if they saw me in there, they would go, oh, Ali's here. So I could leverage that relationship. If you're new into a league, if they don't know you, players would go, who is this person? Yeah. They're not going to respond well to that. Uh, and that just doesn't help anyone. So in that situation, and I've been there where I knew I didn't have the authority to actually get in there. You just want to stay a little bit up. Yeah. You want to just go the safe way and go, well, you want to punch each other. So you know what? I'll just deal with it after. Yeah. yeah. Another key way to deal with it is using your team. So we'll talk about, you know, we'll presume you've got at least assistance, hopefully a fourth official as well. But teamwork on managing mass confrontations is really important because you go from having one set of eyes to three set of eyes or four sets of eyes. Um, and obviously at the elite level with VAR, well, you have as many eyes as you need with the uh, 15, 16, however many cameras are on, are on the game. It's important to discuss in your pre-match instructions, especially if you're working with a team you haven't worked with before, how you want to deal with a melee. Um, perhaps the, the classic, I guess, coaching is form that triangle yeah. around the team with the referee and, and sorry, around the melee with the referee and the assistants. Um, but talk about that in your pre-match. What do you expect from each other? What can you work out that you're going to do? Do you want the assistants to come really close? Do you want to stay a little bit further away to have a wider perspective? That's up to you as a referee to lead your team in that direction. And then importantly, what do you expect from the fourth official? Generally, your expectation is going to be that they're going to be responsible for the benches because if you have a, a melee involving all of the players, well, that's that's bad. But if you have a melee which involves players, coaches, um, substitutes, well, then you've got a real messy situation on your hand that can be really, really difficult to deal with. So my advice for the fourth year is always make sure the coaches especially do not get involved. And if the melee happens in front of the technical areas... Even worse. (laughs) Unfortunately, there's probably not much you can do about it because they're just going to get involved. But it's it's when it happens away from there, you really don't want to get involved or you've got much bigger issues on your hands. When you're a fourth official or an assistant, just because you may not close to the area doesn't mean that you cannot take part of it. You cannot mm. be of, of help. I I always say to all, all assistants, just be aware, be pay attention because sometimes if the if the mass confrontation is on the other side of the pitch, chances are if it's an all-in, the goalkeeper on your side, it's going to sprint and run those 60, 70 meters to go and jump in. Uh, well, and not necessarily as an aggressor. Exactly, but maybe you can try and step in. And if you see the defenders and the goalkeeper running on the other side of the pitch, step in and say, no, stay away, don't get involved. And you can prevent the all-in becoming an actual all-in. You can help your team and keep people away. And once you've done that, get there. Always be part of it, go and help. 
don't just wait there until oh maybe it's a good time now to go yeah uh, obviously you would have had to discuss in the pre-match and if the referee doesn't mention it ask the question yeah uh, say yeah. what do you want me to do if there is a mass confrontation do you want me to come in do you want me to watch some referees will ask you maybe to record some referees will ask you to do different things but be active be proactive because you can potentially help even without being seen by anyone like in the example of the goalkeeper but if that helps you're getting people away from a confrontation that just helps the game restarting quickly so we've had a confrontation we have discussed how to deal with the benches how to deal with all the players now the mass confrontation is finished and we got to deal with the consequences yeah some sanctioning is going to be required yeah which Let's be honest, doesn't matter how big the confrontation is, there's always going to be consequences. Yeah. And whether that is just you're pulling two players in for a chat, that might need to be you know, a severe telling off. It, sometimes it doesn't need cards, do it? Yeah. depending on the situation. So, it, But it always needs to be dealt with yeah. and addressed. You can't do nothing. Yeah, absolutely. This is what I like to say. You need to raise your profile to yeah. the situation. You need to show everyone you're there and you got the situation under control and you're not going to tolerate this. Mm. If you don't do anything, not even a chat with the two perpetrators, people are going to think this is okay. Yeah. This is acceptable. And, and it's I... not acceptable. <laughs> exactly. And I'll guarantee you it's going to happen again. Mm. And maybe with much worse, com- uh, much worse consequences. Yeah. I think an important thing to think about here is in a melee, you could, if it's, if it's an all-in with lots of players, even if it's, you know, there's no violent conduct, pushing, shoving... By the letter of the law, you could probably caution every single player in there. But we're not going to do that. Football doesn't expect that. Football doesn't want that. We don't want that. So it gives you a really big scope for how you want to deal with it. So maybe if I talk through LA what my mindset is and Mm -hmm. my approach, and then you can... I think they're pretty similar anyway. Yeah, so so the first... First thing to address for me, and I'll always ask my assistants this as well after Emelie, is have we got any violent conduct? Is there any violent conduct in here that needs to be dealt with? Um, And if the answer is yes, it doesn't matter if it's two players or three players, we're addressing that violent conduct because that has no place on the pitch and has to be dealt with with a red card. It's not acceptable at all. So that's sort of my first non-negotiable is deal with the violent conduct and then let's think about the rest. Okay, so, so what happened? Who was involved? And generally... If it's something that is, if, you know, if it's handbags at 10 paces, there was nothing too aggressive stuff. It, it, I need to deal with it, but I don't need to be over the top. So generally my approach will be try and have even sanctioning. So one player from each side. And if you can get the player that started it, fantastic. So if a, a tackle caused yeah. it, make sure we're dealing with a tackle that caused it. And then the first person in from the other team. And generally, that'll be my approach. If there's somebody who was clearly went above and beyond the yeah. others, then maybe we'll go a third caution there as well, if we need to. But like we touched on, every situation is different. So focus on the violent conduct and deal with that first, and then think about what does the game need in this situation, which is probably going to be at least one each, and, and try and have even sanctioning if you can. A key point to think about is if we can avoid giving a second yellow card for a player in a melee, that's good. Um, but if a player has been stupid enough to go above and beyond and yeah. you have to, well, that's on them. Yeah. Um, they knew they were on a yellow card and they behave like that. We, we're not there to defend the undefendable. Uh, but just have it in your back of your mind. If you've got three players who all did the same thing and you need to caution one, try and caution the player who isn't already on a caution. I think the key word here is common sense. Yeah. There's been a mass confrontation. You could book everyone. Yeah. 
well, let's take it in degrees. What's the worst thing that's happened? Can I punish that? Do I need to punish that? Can I go another way and try and manage it and take this with a bit more, you know, love for the game and help yeah. the game? Feel, feel. Yeah. As always, as we always say, it feels like sometimes we're broken records, but it's all about the feel of the game and the yeah. experience. If you can do it, if you can help the game, why not? Mm. We're not there to be superstars. We're yeah. there to make, to entertain and facilitate a good game of football. So that's what we need to think of. That's where it, common sense is very important. When this happens, well, it's happened. You can't stop people from misbehaving. You didn't ask them to do it. But if you can help the game, that's the ultimate goal. Another good point is after the mass confrontation has happened, you've dealt with all the cards, well, you need to be on your toes. Yeah, we, so, so what what should happen after a mass confrontation? Yeah, so this is probably applicable to any big event. Yeah. Mass confrontation, penalties, red cards, goals, especially if they're important goals like equalizers or one nil, you know. You need to be super reactive, more aware of everything, tighten up fouls, try to really grip your fingers around the control of the game because... Raise your profile. Exactly, raise your profile, make sure you're there, almost kill the game a little bit sometimes if it's a very high tempo and very heated games because the game's going to need that. Mm. Slow it down if you need to. You know, take your time on basic free kicks, take a bit longer to write in a book. If you really need to kill it, just go talk to your assistant. Players will be like, what's going on? But it doesn't matter. You're just buying yourself time for everyone's emotions just to take it down a notch because time naturally does that. Yeah, everyone's period is boiling. You need them to cool down. Mm. You need them to just relax. And then once they've all relaxed and got gotten back to their senses, then you can get back to letting play flow and try and let the play go a little bit more, you know, raise your bar again for fouls and all this sort of stuff. But you need to give them the opportunity to get back on their steps and sort of calm down because otherwise you're going to have another mass confrontation straight away. Today's topic was mass confrontations. Ali and I talked about what are mass confrontations or melees and, and how can they occur. We discussed when to get involved and how do you use your team to help you dealing with it. We talked about some strategies with sanctioning, we discussed how violent conduct has to be treated effectively, dealt with with a red card, and the rest we have a bit of scope with. And then finally, Ale touched on how to deal with the game once a mass confrontation has happened. Be more reactive, be more aware, raise your profile. Hey Team Ref Coach, thanks for joining us for another episode of The Coaching Corner. It's been another massive year for us here at Ref Coach, but we're gonna take some time off over the summer. This will be the last podcast you hear from us for a little while while we take a break and enjoy some time away with our families. We look forward to seeing you in the new year and good luck with your games over the Christmas period. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more, hit the subscribe button. For more referee education, join our Facebook group and become a RefCoach member for free at refcoach.org. If you like the work we do, you can support us by purchasing a ref coach whistle to show that you're part of the ref coach community when you're out on the pitch.